Today in Hawaii, if you want to get help for a substance abuse problem and you depend on insurance to pay for what's widely considered a health issue, you may be in trouble. Alan Johnson has chaired the Hawaii Substance Abuse Coalition for more than a decade, a hui of 30 treatment agencies. He also runs the treatment center Hinamalka on the windward side of Oahu, where they count their annual clients in the thousands. We treat 2,000 people. We have a large number of people, almost that many people who come to us and say, hey, uh, I'd like to slow down. Can you help me? And uh, we say we can't. We, we go, you don't have a medical necessity. No one will pay for that. The state won't pay. The insurance company won't pay. There's nothing we can do about it. And they go, where would we go? And we go, there is nowhere to go. And so the message is, go out, get sicker, and then when you're really sick, come back and it will help. Instead of getting help, many users of crystal meth wind up in jail or prison. For someone struggling to crawl out of addiction, falling off the path of straight-ahead recovery can carry a heavy penalty. A single hit of crystal meth can mean two Class C felonies. Judges have flexibility in sentencing, but according to the letter of the law, each Class C felony count is punishable by up to five years imprisonment and a fine of up to $10,000. Judge Stephen Alm. The average case is a tiny bit of meth. It's often in a pipe, and so they're charged with promoting a dangerous drug in the third degree, and that's usually possession of it, as well as drug paraphernalia, and that's usually the pipe. Apart from the human cost of that incarceration, there's another cost to the state. Carl Berquist, executive director of the Drug Policy Forum, says 170 people are currently behind bars in Hawaii for violating that paraphernalia law. Incarcerating these people for that particular offense cost the state $20 million over the term, so about those 170 people for two and a half years. You average it out and it's around $20 million. I mean, that is money that could go better towards treatment. Mitch Roth is the prosecuting attorney for Hawaii Island. He says more treatment facilities are needed on every island, which can help keep people out of incarceration. I know that some of the judges, some of the legislators, they want to be a little bit more lenient on these people, but they're not providing the resources to let us succeed. I mean, we're going to have a plan. Let's do the whole plan. Roth says that plan starts with more financial support for treatment. We need to start on boosting up funding for treatment. And then once we have the treatment providers that are are successful, that we can put people in treatment, then we can start looking at more probation and lesser sentences. But if if we just put them out on the streets, hoping that they're going to get treatment without really a hammer behind that, I don't think that's going to work. In addition to legal reforms, treatment professionals are calling for medical reforms. Here's Alan Johnson of Hinamalka. What would be really helpful is if we can take primary care, our doctors, and say, hey, you know, you, why don't, can't you deal with mild to moderate conditions of, of abusing drugs? And, but you need to be educated and you need to understand addiction better, and you need to have, and there are tools today that weren't existing, you know, years ago, but there are tools today of how do you ask questions, how what's motivational, what isn't motivational. You can't just say, do you use, don't do it. You know, there are certain types of questions you use. And then they can manage it long term, too, so that if you are heavily abusing, you can get treatment, but then you come back to the doctor who manages you the rest of your life. You know, how's it going? 
An increased role for primary care doctors would be welcomed by emergency room physicians like Dr. Daniel Chang of Queens Medical Center. He says that would also require a change in the economics of health care. They're disincentivized to address this because the way we pay primary care providers is not to talk about drug abuse. It's just to hurry them in, shuttle them in. Hey, what's your hypertension? What are you doing? Did you get your shots? Did you get your vaccines? You're all good? Okay, you're good? Okay, see you next month. See you next year. That's your primary care visit for most part in your 20s and 30s. And that's the people we're talking about here, right? Putting it on the radar of our primary care doctors. It's already, it's, I mean, their plates are so full. But I think specifically here in Hawaii, taking away that stick, but making it something okay to talk about. We've come a long way, for example, for STI, sexually transmitted infections. I think we've come a long way. We've done a pretty good job of destigmatizing HIV. And we can test for it. We can find it. Same idea. We need to destigmatize methamphetamine use. Realistic discussions about crystal meth include other needs, additional affordable treatment facilities, employers willing to give another chance to those with drug convictions, and an awareness of the power of the drug. Georgiana DaCosta of The Meth Project. This drug has no place in our island, no place in our state, no, no place in our culture. It really is, has no aloha. It really doesn't. Meth has no aloha. You can find all our stories on crystal meth in podcast form at hawaiipublicradio.org. Look for Hawaii's New Ice Age, Crystal Meth in the Islands. Bill Dorman, HPR News.